0: Listen. Just listen. I'm Megan Steelstra, and this is the Second Story Podcast. Second Story is Serendipity Theatre Collective's hybrid performance series of stories, wine, and music. A collaboration among writers, actors, musicians, and others to create good stories and good times. The stories are written by the performers themselves, sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, and always thought-provoking.
1: Okay, let us welcome our final storyteller of the evening, the lovely and beautiful Miss Sarah Karastis. Hi, this is Operator 14458F with the TTY Online Relay Service. I've got someone on the line who'd like to speak with you. Have you done a relay call before? No? Well, allow me to explain. The person calling you requires an operator's assistance to communicate over the phone. So for this call, I'm going to be typing everything you say and then voicing everything the caller types to me. When you hear me say, go ahead, that means it's your turn to speak. Then when you're done speaking, you say, go ahead as well. Do you understand? No, no, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just an operator. This is a normal call. No, the person calling you just needs help. Ma- ma'am, I'm an operator. Speaking for someone who needs help, communicating over the phone, so I would advise you to treat this like you would any other call. Okay? Great. Let's get started. The caller has typed, Hi, I'd like to order a pizza for delivery. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, okay, ma'am, remember, when you hear me say go ahead, that means it's your turn to speak. And then when you're done speaking, you say go ahead as well, okay? Remember? All right, great, let's try this again. Hi, I'd like to order a pizza for delivery. Go ahead. Oh, okay, ma'am, remember, when you hear me say go ahead, that means it's your (laughs) turn. Ma'am, ma'am, shit, (laughs) the woman had hung up. I typed this message back to the poor caller who was just trying to order a pizza and he thanked me for my services and disconnected. This was a pretty common occurrence about two years ago when I worked as a relay operator for a few months while I was living in Montreal. The company that hired me ran this free service accessed through the internet to facilitate phone calls for the hearing impaired. In a given shift, I would be in the middle of 25 to 40 phone calls. The call center I worked in was made up of rows and rows of open gray cubicles, no walls, and the constant noise of frenzied tapping keys driven by the rhythmic strum of 200 voices talking in the same low, formal tone. On this particular night, I was in the middle of one of these rows and could hear the two conversations of the operators beside me, but didn't know either of them. I glanced at the operator to my left. She was a grumpy-looking middle-aged woman who hadn't acknowledged me once. To my right was an average-looking postgrad type, blonde, glasses, converse, nice enough. After the commotion of that last call, he'd leaned back in his seat and given me a sympathetic look. I shrugged in response when another call appeared on my screen. So I dialed the number and waited for someone to pick up. Hello? Hi, this is operator 14458F with the TTY online relay service. I've got someone on the line who'd like to speak with you. Have you done a relay call before? Oh, hi, operator. Yes, yes, I have. Great, okay. Well, um, the caller has typed, Hi, Kara, it's me. Go ahead. She responded, Kara responded with a casual, Hey, Danny, hold on one second while I change phones. Go ahead. Her voice was direct, yet soft and welcoming. I typed her words back to the caller, Danny, whose response appeared on my computer screen, and I voiced it to Kara. Sure, no problem. I'll wait. Go ahead. There was a long pause, a couple of clicks, and she returned to the line. Okay, that's better. Go ahead. I heard Kara say, so I typed that into Danny and leaned back in my gray ergonomic computer chair. This was going to be a breeze. I mean, the callers clearly knew each other and were familiar with the relay service, so all I had to do was settle comfortably in the middle of their conversation and facilitate. To do that properly, I was to speak in a neutral, distant tone. The company stressed this incessantly, to speak as the invisible yet professional third member of a two-person call. I had a sweet go-to operator voice that I always spoke in. Well, I'm glad you are so comfortable. Go ahead. I said as the lines appeared on my screen, Oh, shut up. Go ahead. And I typed that back to him. Danny typed the words laughing in parentheses on my screen. Laughing, I relayed to Kara. (laughs) Then, hey baby, did you get that thing I sent you in the mail? Go ahead. (laughs) No, not yet. It's been driving me crazy. Why don't you just tell me what it is? Go ahead. As I'm sure you can tell, this call was pretty casual. I mean, most of the other types of calls I'd get were business calls, with bankers, clients, AT&T, or stupid fucking automated voice systems. The personal types of calls were typically among family, talking casual. I could easily zone out or sneak a couple pages of the book I brought to work, but I didn't for this one. I was interested in this one. <laughs> Admittedly, I started to get into it. Oh, hey, how's your dog doing? Kara asked. How's little... I can't believe you named your dog after a bag of potato chips. Go ahead. I typed that cheeky jab back to Danny, kind of excited for what he wanted me to say in response. You see, by hour one, I started to piece together information about Kara and Danny. They were both in their 20s with playful senses of humor and had been dating long distance. Six months? Maybe a year? He was in Kansas City, her somewhere in Colorado. I imagined each of them perched comfortably in their homes. Danny probably lounging on his gray worn-in dude couch, a laptop resting on his stomach. Kara gazing out her bedroom window, warm posters coloring the walls, maybe lying on top of her comforter and idly picking at it. <laughs> hey, I named him Ruffles because he's got Ruffles. He's ruffly. Go ahead. I said to Kara via Danny, whose responses were starting to crack me up. Oh, whatever, she dismissed. I've seen your stash of sour cream and onion. Go ahead. And I typed that back to him. Baby, why would I name my dog after Ruffles? Why? I'm a Dorito man. Go ahead. Oh, you're not fooling anyone, baby. Go ahead. And I typed in her response. They were talking about nothing absolutely nothing but that's what you do when you're in a long-distance relationship I knew this oh so well because at the time I was in a long-distance relationship with Katie back in Chicago we had met over the holidays maybe three months back and within a week we were so in love we were we were but within two weeks I was on a flight back to Montreal Katie and I would talk over the phone long distance almost every night. We created this intimate world together talking about how our days went or a new MySpace message or Dolly Parton's spouse-like relationship with her lady tour manager. Look it up. (laughs) Just like Danny and Kara were doing talking about ruffles. Soon enough, my voice on this call was anything but neutral. So baby, did you get my special email today? Go ahead, I said via Danny. Kara responded with an embarrassed, Oh! God, if she could have playfully slapped me over the phone, she would have. Yes, yes, I got your pictures. Go ahead. Good. And? Go ahead. Well, you should not be sending me that stuff through email. What if someone at work saw? I would die. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay, Katie and I totally sent dirty pictures to each other all the time. Don't even try to tell me y'all haven't done this too, okay? A sexy cell phone snapshot here. Naked digital JPEG there. Phone sex. Okay, don't worry, I didn't have to facilitate phone sex between Kara and Danny. That's not where this story's going, thank God. But knowing that other people did this kind of stuff was strangely comforting. And hilarious. Okay, okay, I promise. I'll picture message you next time. But did you like it? Go ahead. Kara sighed. Yes, baby, of course I did. Go ahead. And? That's all you're gonna say? Go ahead. She paused before le- before letting out. And I wanted to fuck your brains out, alright? I miss you so much. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, me too, baby. I know it's hard. Go ahead. By hour two, I had slipped fully into a character voice of Danny. Or or Katie maybe, or even myself. I don't really know what was going on, but I was in their world and I loved it. I could feel them connecting further to each other. Plus, I was charming Kara's socks off. By hour three, we were all reluctant to hang up and playing the you hang up, no you hang up game, I was hamming it up. Ladies first, baby. I was just trying to be a gentleman and wait for you to hang up.
2: Go ahead. (laughs)
1: Then the very last lines of the scene appeared in front of me and I gasped, my hands touching the lower halves of my cheeks in shock. Just one thing more, I love you, go ahead. It was the first time, I knew it. After getting to know these people for three hours, I intuitively knew it. I could hear Kara in shocked silence. Then she addressed me directly. Operator, could you repeat that last line please? Now, this rarely happened, but when it did, we were supposed to keep the caller informed of any side talks. so I typed repeating line in parentheses back to Danny. I took, breath, I took a breath, a little teary-eyed now, and repeated again. Just one thing more. I love you. Go ahead. She took it in one more time. I could hear her breathing, shallow and shaky. I typed silence in parentheses back to Danny. Kara asked me to repeat it one more time after that. And I did, barely holding it together. I pictured Danny inches away from the screen, waiting closely, Sarah. Kara on the edge of her bed now and frozen in place. Then she replied with a, finally, baby, and a, good night. And she gently hung up the phone. I guess she said it first. I typed in that message to Danny and informed him that she had hung up. He thanked me for my services and disconnected. Click. I was so taken aback that I had to log myself off the computer and compose myself for a second. I pushed my gray ergonomic computer chair back a bit and reveled in the scene I was just privy to. Hell, the scene I was just a part of. Wow. A smile tugged at the edges of my lips in wonderful thought and emotion. When Katie had first said that, it slipped out accidentally after a long night of drinking. I glanced to my right and immediately caught the eyes of the operator next to me. He was staring. I checked myself, then glanced to the left of me, more composed this time. The middle-aged woman was also staring with this look. (laughs) Quickly, I logged back on as fast as I could, and you know, another call came right up, so I shrugged off their looks casually. I even glanced at my watch, affecting a bored sigh. (laughs) God, will this shift ever end? (laughs) And I powered through the last leg of my shift. From that point on, I kept my operator voice professional on all calls. Neutral and distant. Always. But that night, when I got home, I called Katie. I pictured her lounging on her vintage old man couch, full wine glass in hand, probably watching some stupid 80s movie. And there I was, sitting on my futon, back propped against my rich green bedroom wall, gazing out my window and idly picking at my comforter. Hey, baby, it's me. (laughs) You're never gonna believe what happened to me today. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Okay, that means it's your turn to speak. Remember, when you hear me say go ahead, that means I'm done talking, and now it's your turn to speak, okay? Great, go ahead.
0: gives you ideas for your own second story, we'd love to hear them. Please join us for our ongoing series at Webster's Wine Bar and Red Kiva, or one of our upcoming special events, Straw Dog Theater on the 23rd and Victory Gardens on the 25th. Second Story podcast is brought to you by Amanda Delheimer, Megan Stielstra, Shannon Sullivan, Miles Pulaski, Mikhail Fixel, and Nick Kawahara. I'm Megan Steelstrom Serendipity is funded in part by the Gaylord and Dorothy Donnelly Foundation, the Illinois Art Council, a state agency, the Richard H. Draha's Foundation, City Arts Grants, the Chicago Community Foundation, a part of the Chicago Community Trust, and listeners just like you. To find out more about Second Story, the performances, and our performers, or to make a donation, visit us at StoriesandWine.com. Maybe
2: the writers turned on us. It's so.